0: We all face opposition and things that come against us. It's easy to get discouraged and give up on what we're believing for. And sometimes we feel alone, like nobody knows what we're going through, nobody is supporting us. We get weary and faint in our mind. But in the book of Hebrews, it talks about the heroes of faith and all the amazing things they accomplished. It wasn't easy, they endured hardships. They were mistreated. They had plenty of opportunities to give up. But they stayed faithful and fulfilled their purpose.
1: I really am a a humble person. I really am. Now before I start anything I got to say, I have to say this first. No matter what you hear me say, no matter how I tell my story, no matter what piece of information I lay out in front of you, Please tag that with cause of God. But behind every sentence, I want you to say cause of God. I've accomplished so much, but it's cause of God, though. You know, look, my life is covered with grace and favor. I'm not a pastor by any stretch of the imagination. I got enough uh, (laughs) flaws to negate that statement off the top
0: but my life is favor. Chapter 12 says, seeing that we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us run the race that's set before us. This passage paints the picture of a huge stadium up in heaven with a race taking place. The people in the grandstands are the saints of old, the great cloud of witnesses, these heroes of faith are looking down at us cheering us on you are not running alone all of heaven is rooting for you not just the heroes of faith but your loved ones that have gone before you relatives that you've never met great 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 grandmothers grandfathers they're watching you right now saying you go boy you go girl life may be tough but you've got what it takes we believe in you When you're tempted to faint in your mind, you need to, by faith, look up and see them cheering you on. I can see David saying, that giant may look big. That obstacle may look impossible. I know how you feel, but can I tell you, God can do the impossible. You may not think you have what you need. All I had was a slingshot and a few stones. People told me I wasn't qualified. I didn't have the experience. My family tried to talk me out of it. My brothers made fun of me. But despite all the opposition, God breathed on me and I became a giant killer. Stay encouraged, you can defeat your giants. Now,
1: I'm gonna tell you something. You gotta have a tremendous work ethic to be successful in here. In other words, got to have a lot of dog in you. You really do, man, if you want to be successful because it's going to be a lot of trying times. So you have to have a tremendous work ethic. But you got to have faith. Faith without works is dead. You hear it all the time. You go to church and you learn all these scriptures, but then you don't apply none of them to your life. You're looking at a man who has made the simple application of three or four scriptures and maxed them out to get here. I maxed out three, four scriptures to get here. I kid you not. I'll share them with you if you want to hear about them. But I maxed out three, four scriptures to get here. I'd love to tell you I'm the funniest person ever lived, but I ain't. Now,
0: nobody else may be encouraging you. Every other voice may be negative, telling you how you're not going to get better. You feel alone, isolated. Look up moses is up in those grandstands right now rooting for us he's saying you may have made mistakes you may have blown it so did i i thought i missed my destiny i thought i was done but at 80 years old god showed up in a burning bush he said moses it's not too late i haven't forgotten about you it's time to deliver the israelites you
2: can tell where you are at in life by who you keep meeting. Gossiping people, murmuring people, complaining people, always finding fault with the church. This is a, you're in the wrong altitude. You can tell where you are flying by who you keep attracting. That's why Jesus knew he was stuck with his family, but he could choose his friends so he selected his friends based on his vision he chose his associations based on his destination and that's the way you need to live god will allow you to meet certain people because he wants to bring you to a higher level that's probably why i came here because there's a level that you desire to go to to take this church to that requires some other birds if you're going to fly at a certain level you got to meet people at that level so they can bring you up to that level and some of you God wants to do great things in your life, but you wouldn't leave the pack.
0: Show me your friends, I'll show you your future. You may be sitting on the sidelines of life feeling disqualified, guilty. Moses is saying, get back in the game. God's mercy is bigger than those mistakes. You can still become who you were created to be. People may write you off, but God never writes you off you hear those voices telling you you've blown it you missed your chance that means you're listening to the wrong voices you have to understand you have home field advantage in the grandstands of heaven where you're running everyone is for you the Saints of old your loved ones in the stands your relatives they're not condemning you thinking boy I knew they couldn't get it right they'd never do anything good that means you're in the wrong stadium the enemy has a stadium filled with accusers condemners discouragers don't go there that's the opponent's stadium your game is being played on the home field everyone in these stands is pulling for you the scripture says look up for your redemption draws nigh when you're tempted to get discouraged look up and hear the cheers from the heavenly saints.
1: Albert Einstein said once, he said imagination is everything. It's the preview to life's coming attractions. I want you to get this now. Imagination is everything. It's the preview to life's coming attractions. Because if you think about it, everything you have everything we have in this world somebody imagined it it's your imagination is tremendous somebody was sitting on the phone one day talking with a cord to the wall and said man i wish i could just go outside with this phone everybody in here got a cell phone somebody imagined that somebody got tired of riding in a wagon cross country from slavery to freedom. Somebody said, I wish we had something that made these wheels move by themselves. We drive cars. People got tired of driving from New York to LA. Somebody said, I wish we could fly. We got airplanes. Imagination is everything. It's the preview to life's coming attractions.
0: When those voices whisper, you're alone. It doesn't matter. Just settle where you are. By faith, you need to hear your loved ones cheering you on. When you are a leader, you're not comfortable with people who don't dream
2: big. You're not comfortable with complainers, critics, slanderers. And this is why the Bible says, if you're going to be great, you can't keep company with people who are not great. Solomon says, if you keep company with people who are not great, you will not be great yourself.
1: So choose your friends based on your destination. Your real life, the one God really got for you, is in your imagination. It is not in your current situation or your current paycheck. And if you've been living like that, you have then restricted yourself to a commonality that is really not yours. Because what really God got for you is really in your imagination. There is a scripture that Albert Einstein took this quote from. It's like the book The Secret. The Secret is one of the top-selling motivational books ever. But if you read the book, The Secret, it's all biblical. Everything comes from the Bible. You really don't need self-help books. You don't need the magic of thinking big, the power of positive thinking, how to win friends and influence people, think and grow rich, the winner's circle. I've read them all. All of that information is in Proverbs. All of it. But let me give you this scripture. You've all heard this, right? Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen so when i told you a minute ago you got to have a tremendous work ethic but you got to have a lot of faith i talked to so many people who get older like some of us are and they've lost their faith well faith is really simple it's the faith is the substance of things hoped for all that means is in the beginning you just hope something pop off you know you just kind of hope something happen for you i was hoping i would get on tv I wrote it on a piece of paper when I was 10, I want to be on TV. The problem I had when I wrote it at 10 was I suffered from a severe stuttering problem. I could not talk outside of my house. So can you imagine when I wrote on a piece of paper, I want to be on TV and turn that in.
0: Some of you had relatives that suffered great injustice because of their nationality, because of the color of their skin. They were mistreated and seen as second class, not valued not respected they endured all that hardship without getting bitter working in the fields with no pay they didn't complain while they suffered they sang hymns they didn't have freedom but it didn't stop their praise they didn't live defeated they kept thanking god knowing that he was in control and that justice was coming we are living in the day they dreamed about They went through too much for you to settle where you are. They sacrificed too greatly for you to give up on what God put in your heart. They're up in those grandstands watching you, saying, run, baby, run. That's why we worked, so that you could excel, so that you could write that book, so that you could teach that class, so that you could start that business, so that you could own your company, so you could go further. If you don't do it for yourself, do it for those that went before you. They handed you the baton. All the sacrifices they've made have put us further down the road. The greatest gift
2: God ever gave man is not the gift of sight, but the gift of vision. I repeat, the greatest gift God ever gave man is not the gift of sight, but the gift of vision. Why? Because sight is a function of the eyes but vision is a function of the heart as a matter of fact God never intended for you to live by your eyes your eyes are the enemy of your vision why because sight is limited to the capacity of the eyes but vision is limited only to the boundary of your imagination that's why the bible says you must walk by faith and not by sight sight is dangerous your problem son is your eyes because your eyes always shows you what is but vision always shows you what could be faith is the substance of things what you can hope for and it's of things that your eyes cannot see. Power of vision. Write this down. Sight restricts you to the present but vision releases you to the uncharted frontiers of the future because your past can become your victim and you become a victim of it. We become so attached to the good old days we don't create new ones the power of vision sight captures the present but vision captures the future and you are not born to live in the past and be stuck in the present because sight deals with what is but vision embraces what could be and that is why vision is so important God always wants you and I to live according to the vision in our hearts not the sight in our eyes
1: then what happened is through grace and favor he give you a couple of them things you hoped for and then you supposed to start believing then because now it turns into faith but if you take this scripture faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen what is the evidence of things not seen I just told it to you Albert Einstein said imagination is everything it's the preview to life's coming attraction. But guess what your imagination really is? It's the evidence of things not seen. Because your imagination, you know why it's the evidence of things not seen? Because you're the only one who can see it. Your imagination is actually God showing you a preview of a coming attraction that he has for you. The moment you don't believe in your imagination, you negate what he got for you. Your imagination is the preview to life's coming attraction. It is the evidence of things not seen. Because can't nobody see it with you. Your problem is you keep telling your imagination to the wrong people. See, if you want to kill a big dream, tell it to a small-minded person. It's dead. How many times, man, have you had a tremendous idea? Something you thought was the one and you weren't told it to your loved ones and your so-called friends
0: and they shot it down. Hebrews 11 says, all these heroes of faith, the saints of old, even though they did their best, none of them receive all that God promised. They didn't see the fullness of what God had in store. But since Jesus has come, we are the generation under the new covenant. We're living in a better day. We are seeing the fulfillment of what they only dreamed about. How this should stir us up to stay passionate, to believe big, to take new ground. It's easy to let these light afflictions discourage us. Somebody's talking about us, trouble at work, we didn't get the contract. Quit letting those light things keep you from running with purpose. When life gets tough, look up and listen up. The founder of World Vision told a story once and
2: I was so impressed with this story. He said that a a little girl, four years old, went with her father and mother on a cruise. It was their holiday, big cruise ship. And they went on this cruise as they left the dock everybody went up on the deck to look at the beauty of the water and the beautiful sky and all the ocean and everything and after about an hour or so the people were there talking about the beauty of everything and the little girl was on the deck she couldn't see very small very small of course couldn't see over the rail and she began to become irritated she became very angry she began to scream and cry out and pull on her father's trousers and her father finally picked her up put her on his shoulders and she could finally see what everybody could see and she was so overwhelmed by the ocean the vastness she had never seen the ocean from that perspective before little girl and she was so overwhelmed by the sight she began to scream dad look dad look look and he said what he said she said look and she was pointing at the horizon the ocean and the father says what and she said look look there look and he said what she said look daddy look he said what she said, look. She said, "Look!" he said what and by the time he was said he said what do you see she said look daddy look he said what she said I can see farther than my eyes can look. That day, a 4-year-old girl defined what vision is. Vision is the capacity to see
1: farther than your eyes Your real life is in your imagination. Can can you can you can you grab what I'm telling you? So I don't know what you thought I was going to say to you. I'm just a real dude. I don't even have the education you all have. I flunked out of school. If you are sitting in here thinking that you're too old to listen to what Steve, hell, I'm 60. I'm 60 years old, but I still rely on my imagination. See, if you think you're too old to make it, let me give you a prime example. Colonel Sanders. Colonel Sanders has been frying chicken his whole life. He was telling everybody he had the best chicken in the world. Ain't nobody believe him. They turned him down everywhere. Colonel Sanders didn't get a franchise till he was in his 60s. Kentucky Fried Chicken sell more chicken than anybody in the world today. So if you're sitting here thinking because you got a little gray on you, and you're too late, as long as God waking you up in the morning, that's the sign that he ain't through with you. Man, you know what I'm asking God for right now? And I'm 60. If you could see my vision board, you would be blown away.
2: I had lunch one day with Corey Ten Boom. 1976. I was one of the chaplains of All Roberts University in Tulsa, Oklahoma. She came to speak to chapel. Myself and Dr. All Roberts and, and Madam Corey Ten Boom and two others went for lunch. It was a private lunch. I was so honored to be with her before she passed. And you know, when I get around people with wisdom, I learned a lesson a long time ago. You ask a lot of questions. You don't talk a lot. You ask questions. Because questions are the greatest way to be educated. And I asked the question. I said, my uh, sister, Sir Tim Bourne, can you tell me what is the secret to your stamina? You are 82 years old and traveling around the world still preaching. She gave me two answers. She said, son, in her broken Dutch, she said, son, remember? Grow where you are planted. That was powerful wisdom. The reason why some people don't grow spiritually, they won't stay long enough in any church. Some of you moving around still testing churches. That's why God can't grow you up. She said, grow where he plants you, just grow, stay there and grow. And then she said, I learned a lesson from God. She says, look down and be depressed. Look around and be oppressed. Look up and be at rest. She said, live according to your vision, son, not according to your eyes.